This is Cheats from the Black Baseball Mixtape, and I am so excited. I have a very special guest to talk baseball, talk content, talk media, talk everything that we can possibly talk about under the sun. I am joined by Caleb Green of the 2022 MLB Creative Class. Caleb, I'm look, I'm giving you a hand right now as, as well. Welcome to the Black Baseball Mixtape, man. How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing okay, you know, taking it one step at a time, one day at a time. I um, so it's great to be here, great to talk about baseball. And uh, again, thanks for having me on. Well, I am honored to have you on. I'm glad as somebody that has was introduced to your content. I can't remember if it was either Instagram or TikTok. It's one of the two. But I was introduced to your content before you actually got into the MLB creative class. So we'll talk about that. But let's start from the beginning. You make some really amazing and hilarious, by the way, very funny baseball content. Sometimes you're playing multiple characters. Sometimes you're impersonating famous commentators. How did all of that start for you? What was it about baseball and, and media content, especially in this in this form of social media and digital that, that made you want to get involved? Well, the first thing that I would say about that is it really started during quarantine believe it or not, uh, many of us at that time were bored out of our minds and all we had to do was be at the house and essentially either do nothing or, you know, watch videos. But for me, TikTok was really the first opportunity for me to jump out and begin to create content because you scroll through and you see the types of things that people are posting and you're like, I, I could do this. I could do that. I, I can make things that can be perceived as funny or right. witty. And it was at that point, And I believe I made my TikTok account April 10th of 2020. I know it's, it's been over two years, Yeah. but I made the initial investments in all of the things that I would need to create content, a couple of tripods, I uh, got a couple of mics and with me being in baseball for so long, uh, you know, I've played all my life. I played T-ball, I played you know, middle school, high school. And then I even played uh, division two baseball at Claflin. I, I was a pitcher. It was, it was a matter of time because we had just got, we had, just, you know, NCAA canceled everything, you right. know, everything was shut down. Everything was shut down. And so I wanted to use kind of that time of doing nothing to make content that people might enjoy. So the funny story about that is I really didn't start making baseball content until the following year. So 2021 is when I really started to crunch down and I started seeing things on, for example, MLB Network, MLB The Show. And of course, like I played baseball. So conceptually, there are a lot of things that you can create and you can make a strong argument and say that there are already enough baseball creators. And there are, there are a few of them. I can, I can count them. Um, but it, I wanted to bring kind of my own little twist and my own organic kind of perspective into it. Uh, I know skits work and I know people kind of like to see a, a story or, or follow a situation. And even some of the content that I've made kind of just impersonating MLB network. The, the funny thing about that is it's all satire, but it, 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 right, right. people have actually contacted me and said, can you help me break down my swing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you want me to, to right. do it. I'll do my best. But 
overall, it, it has been a great experience making content. And that was what prompted me to apply for the creator class. And I didn't think I was going to get it, to be honest. You, you might say, well, it's, you- it's a big deal. It's a big deal with a lot of applications. For people that don't know, tell, tell folks before you get into the, your, your application, tell a little bit of folks about what it is and, and how do you hear about the MLB creative class? Yeah, sure thing. So the, the, the inaugural class was launched in 2021. So I'm actually part of the second class, but the creator class is essentially, it's nine of the creators that Major League Baseball believes are going to be effective in helping to bring awareness about the game and about Major League Baseball. So last year, and I'm not too familiar with everyone in the class last year, but they had a pretty diverse group. So they had they do. dudes. Like, they do. They had dudes like me that made baseball content, going out to stadiums and kind of, you know, giving people perspective about what they can expect when they go to the games. They had uh, one dude who was a Twitch Twitch streamer, so he plays video game, plays MLB the show, and you know his reactions go viral every time. You, you know that's a great thing. But in my class now, not only do we have, you know, me that makes baseball content, we have another gamer. We have a young lady who is very creative and she can draw. She, she has like a chalkboard and she draws major league baseball logos. And it, it's, it's unique how the creator class is expanding. And I think that speaks volumes about how major league baseball is trying to reach the audience. They're not just looking at people like me, but they want as many people involved as possible because you know it at some point you want to expand beyond just baseball itself you know you want to talk about food there's another creator in my class who is he's almost a professional chef i would consider him a professional but he goes around and he highlights different types of food items that you can get at a baseball game and he prepares meals and all types of things but Long story short, I know that was a long no, explanation. No, it's, it's of- <laughs> great. This is great because I know uh, when you applied, it it's a daunting task. It's one of those things where, hey, I'm doing this. I'm in this world. I'm making content. I might as well see how far I can go. But then things start to break your way. And now you're like, oh, man, this is real. When did you realize that? Well, what did you do for your application video? And then when did you realize, like, you know, this is, I have a shot at this. So it, the thing is, they, when they mark it out that the applications are going out, they encourage you to be as creative as you possibly can. They say, you know, think about a a walk-up song that you can incorporate in it. You know, they say, you know, if you, whatever the craziest application you can put together and publish, do that because it'll help for the views. Me, I, I, I'm a little, I won't say I'm quote unquote professional, but <laughs> I have, I just recently accepted a role in a health system as an administrator. So this entire, for the last, probably for the last like eight or nine months, I have been doing interviews in a suit and tie and, you know, really trying to, you know, be professional. So that's all that I pretty much knew at that point. And I wanted them to, you know, kind of see me in my, in my element, because this is something that I want to do long-term. But in my application, exact, almost the exact same attire that I have on now, I had on my Michigan tie. And in my application, I said, I can bring to the table, of course, creativity, I can bring diversity. 
I have made investments in, I can't tell you how many jerseys I have sitting up here. Ooh, um, nice. We'll have too, to get into that. We'll have to get into that. Too many. Braves, Red Sox, Yankees, White Sox, Tigers, all of them. So I wanted to show to them that I am committed to, you know, showcasing other teams. Not just, I'm a Braves fan, but showcasing other teams in baseball and bringing awareness to them. And I put the application video together. It all took, it was long. It's probably like two, two minutes and like 12 seconds. It was a longer video, but I really wanted to show them that you are going to get some value by having me into the class. Right. And I think uh, a misconception for a lot of people is that they say, ah, oh, I'm going to, I want to be a part of the class because this will be great for me. And that's fantastic. I, I think MLB sure. knows and I'm going to get to your point of, you know, how did you know it was real? But MLB knows this will be great for you. But my level of thinking is how can I be of value to MLB? Perfect. Perfect. And so and this is a bit of advice for anyone looking to apply in the future. Make sure you emphasize that you can bring something significant to the table and that you are unique and that whatever it is you have to offer, they will regret not taking you. But anyway, I knew it was real after, of course, they, they DM'd me. So MLB followed me last year. And I know you mentioned how I was making content. You know, you, yeah. you picked yeah. up on me beforehand. Yeah. They followed me last year. At the time, I think they probably had 4.8 mil. They're at 5.3 now. I was flabbergasted when they followed me. I, right. you, you know, because... I didn't think I, I just make videos for fun. I'm like, there's no way. Right. Like eh, just end up be whatever. But when I saw the notification, I was actually on my lunch break. This was last year. I was interning and I was on TikTok scrolling through and it, it lets you know when a, a very important profile or a very important account follows you. Okay. And I scrolled through and I saw it and I, I almost. <laughs> no, that's amazing. <laughs> I fell out my chair, but segueing into how I, you know, knew it was even more real when they DM'd me and said, we want to schedule an interview. I'm like, oh my goodness, I get it to the interview phase because from my understanding, if you make it to the interview phase, there you you got their attention, right? right. So step, step one did the inter- right. <laughs> and right. but the funny the funny thing was it was just that one interview. It, that was it. They hypothetically i think they already knew kind of by that point based on the applications and you know based on what you say they kind of know based on the content that you make in addition that this is someone we want and at the end of the call i'm sitting up here thinking holy cow i don't think i'm i I don't think i'm gonna get it (laughs) but remember i mentioned about the the lapel pin so i had on a mlb network lapel pin during the interview and I said, if I were to make the class, you know, me just not foreshadowing, not trying to give, give it away or anything, sure. would there be a possibility of getting a creator class lapel pin? And it's funny because the, the, late, the girl who was interviewing me said, okay, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. And what happens is they, they confirmed on that in that same call that they were going to push forward with me being a part of the class. And awesome. within a few weeks, they sent this big box. I'm talking about uh, the box was probably this big and that wide. And 
you open it up and it's got like a hat, a jersey, a t-shirt, these lapel. There's a whole bunch of them. There you go. <laughs> um, That's but, awesome, Caleb. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's been a while. So, so as a member of the class, and I, I think recently, I think I saw you were in uh, City Field in New York. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you are, are going to do? Or, or, is it, or is it things that MLB tell you to do? Or is it things that you think, hey, this will be great. You pitch it to, you know, the group of the creative class. Like how, how does the year and the time now work with you as being one of these ambassadors that are able to go out and make the game great? Well, I think one thing that MLB has really kind of emphasized to creators is that they want the creators to be creative and, and you know they they're not they do have some limitations on what you can and sure. can't do but for the most part you have free range to do whatever you want to do so for example you may have seen i've done everything from you know the skits that i normally do at a baseball field and then i do you know i i make it seem like i am a, representing a team and i engage in a dialogue between other teams but then I also do stadium tours and overviews and, you know, showcase the types of food items that they have at the games. The, you know, I, for the most part, if I want to go, I contact the social media coordinator and within a couple of days, I've got tickets to get into sure. the game, you know, front, you know, right up there by the you, third baseline. You have the tools to make your, to, for your creativity. Base. Like I don't want to, I don't want to give it all away because I don't want to like everybody being like beat down MLB to be like, but 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 you contact the the the, the people that in the creative class they give you the tools. Do, do you have to pitch any of the ideas, or you just make the ideas and and? It's uh, yeah. Some of the teams would like to know what you have in mind. So <laughs> prime, prime example, I just like you mentioned, I just went to City Field. Yeah, uh, that was Queens. Great. So there, like, there are internal conversations that happen between me and the Met social media team. Okay, and, I see what you're and they and they say, "What do you have in mind? Tell us what you're thinking about." And of course, I already knew. Right. You know, whenever a team contacts me, I already know what I'm about to get into. So the first concept that I'll you know that I'll mention was doing a video with Mr. Met and Mrs. Met. Now. You know, they have been a staple in in the Mets franchise almost since its inception. And so I said, if I can if I can get a little mic and I can go down there and just have a, a fun and unique interaction between Mr. and Mrs. Met, you know, poke a little bit at the Yankees. You I like to do that, you know, just to kind of ruffle some feathers a little bit you know, <laughs> innocently. I was going to say, you got you might be at Yankee Stadium next. We got to hold on here. <laughs> and, but that that you know to your point of how we That's help dope. to grow the game and how we help to engage fans making those innocent little jabs here and there are sure. a great you should see the comment section but <laughs> those are people get to tap right. away. No, and away no, no, no. so I that whenever you know that's typically how that process works well you mentioned the diversity of the class and one of the things i started following you is because us here at the black baseball mixtape excuse me black baseball mixtape we're just excited about trying to make the game exciting for diverse audiences young black players we want to bring baseball and make it that barbershop conversation when it's when it's the right time like we know hey basketball, football, we know the, the barbershop conversations of where they're going to be. 
we need to change that narrative a bit. And one of the ways to do that is to talk about the exciting players we have in the game, to, to make media content about the exciting players in the game. But from your perspective, as a you know person making the content out in the game, what are ways that you find or what are ways that you think will help make the game exciting to diverse audiences, bring it back to barbershop conversations? What are some of the things that need to be done to make the game attractive for 2022 generation this one? Whoo, man, that that's a tough one. And, uh, you know, this is something that I've been trying to think through, too. And if you think about baseball as a whole, I went to high school. I graduated in 2016. It was a predominantly white high school. I was the only black baseball player on the team for, for three, two years. And then my, my last two, there were about two others on, on, jun- on junior varsity. And it's funny how that all works out because my high school, they just won a state championship and they had about five black players on the team Mm -hmm. and they contributed throughout the entire playoffs throughout, you know, the, the championship series, the last game, they had a lot of power in that lineup and a lot of speed. I would say one of the biggest challenges that, is faced is that there's a bit of a, uh, I won't say a stigma, but baseball isn't the most exciting of games. And, okay. you know, if you think about it, for example, the, the NBA draft is supposed to be taking place in a, in an hour. Yeah, I'm, wi- I'm willing to bet you good money that, you know, in black households, the, the TV is going to be showcasing that and, and for good reason, right? Absolutely. Basketball. Absolutely. It, it's a, I think the NBA is what 75% black. Uh, and the same thing about the NFL. I think the NFL is about 50% black, but baseball hasn't been showcased enough in my opinion. So for example, if you watch first take on any given day, and I know Stephen sure. A does an incredible job, you know, he is, he went to an HBCU, so he helped to pave the way I believe for a lot of other guys like me, Absolutely. but most of their time, they're talking about football and basketball. And similar to your point about the Absolutely. barbershop, similar to your point about the barbershop conversations, we're talking about football and basketball because the ratings are there, but for good reason, but it would be nice to incorporate more baseball conversations there too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Baseball conversations happening more frequently in the, you know, in the media, but then on kind of like a, an, an early level for a lot of kids, you know, for me, I wanted to make that change myself before I was in high school. Again, similarly, th- there weren't too many black kids playing baseball. All of them were gravitating towards track and field and basketball and football. Part of that was me just being a little too small to actually and too short to go play basketball and too small to play football. But baseball, you don't necessarily have to be the biggest or the strongest. No. You know, you got Ozzy Albies out here and he's dropping tanks. Um, but from you know in terms of getting people engaged it's not going to be at the snap of a finger but me helping to make content as a black man you know in addition to hopefully whenever that happens whenever we're able to kind of incorporate more baseball into some of the sports shows that many of us watch um i I think that's a a big one and then 
I, I couldn't agree with you more in the sense of the role that media plays. It's almost like um, I, I heard the term. I was interviewing an ESPN analyst, a wonderful guy by the name of Dallin, Dallin Cuff, and he was telling me about the way he said it was like the sports media industrial complex, basically. It's, it's what's on the air and what they're talking about oftentimes dictates, for better or for worse, the discussions we're having in the barbershop, the discussions we're having in the community. And a lot of that is, you know, kind of at the mercy of these are corporations, they're businesses, right? So if you're looking at a place like ESPN or FS1, they know that a NFL segment, even today, <laughs> in the midst of leading into the All-Star game or in the NFL draft, they'll still find time to make a Cowboy segment or something of that nature simply because they know it'll do well and they'll have people talking about it. And it kind of feeds that. And so one of the things that I think we have to do, especially the people that care about baseball, care about diversity in baseball and highlighting the game to, to our audience is we've got to find latch on to exciting upstart players and make those players household names. And the, the, the exciting part for, for all of us, I think when we're looking into this is we have a lot of exciting, diverse players in the game right now. And I just did a, I just did a post about the all-star voting uh, early balloting. And we're in phase one right now. Aaron judge and Mookie Betts lead all votes, all votes. And, and both of them identify as African-American and that's so exciting and then, obviously, when you go into even more diversity, you have the Tim Andersons of the world, and you have, like you said, Ronald Acuna Juniors of the world, and and Jazz out in Miami is one of the most exciting players. The 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 rookie from the Pirates that just came up is making oh Neil yeah, yeah yeah is making so many waves earlier so. The interesting thing is we have the players, we have the excitement, we have the talent. And I just definitely think that we've got to figure out ways to make what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing in the, in the house, like make it the, like that needs to be the new segment somehow. And we have to, we have to figure that part out. And I'm so excited that people like you, Caleb are doing the stuff that you're doing. Tell me how, like you said, you played, all throughout, uh, all throughout your youth, high school, and in college, tell me a little bit about the type of player you are, or, or are, and tell me who who you look to when you were growing up. Who are your favorite players? Who do you like to watch play? So when I all throughout everything from t-ball to high school, I was an outfielder. Now the funny thing about this is. To be completely honest, I wasn't the breakout, hit a home run every game, sure. still have have 30 stolen bases on a season, you know, but I was I was good enough to make a few all star, you know, back in rec ball. And I was good enough to compete and play varsity in high school. And, and I, when I got to college, I came in as an outfielder. But even at a division two level, the competition is fierce. Right. And I ran into a bit of a rut because. 
I was doing okay, but I wasn't doing enough. And so I had to have a sit down conversation with, with my coach and say, coach, how can I contribute to the team? What, what can I do to, you know, not, I, I try not to make it about me because it's not about me. It's about the team. And I said, coach, I, I want to try my arm at pitching. Never have I ever pitched before, really? but yeah. And, and I ended up throwing a couple of bullpens. They, you know, four seam, two seam change, you know, some things that I, I've heard of, but never really through myself. But eventually I started getting it, you know, getting some, some scrimmages in. We had inner squads. I would go up there and just like <laughs> give it all I had. And before long, I was getting some relief appearances. And I played at uh, Claflin, which is in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh, I pitched. So I brought kind of the outfield perspective earlier on and then pitching later on. So I try some of the content that I make. You see, I've played multiple different characters. Sure. I, try to bring, I try to bring some of that into it whenever I make the content. Uh, but as far as players that I looked up to, when I was a kid. I always looked up to Ken Griffey. I mean, he he is that guy, you know. He's the dude. I love he him. And then as I got a little bit older, yeah. And Derek Jeter, for example, although he, you know he plays shortstop. No, he's that dude too. He's that dude. Yeah, and believe it. So funny, funny about this is by the time I was a senior in high school, there was a a professional baseball player who isn't even black, but. I would say he is one of the one of the blackest white dudes I've ever met in my life. But Dansby Swanson came yeah. to our high school. Okay. Um, one of the assistant coaches uh, was a, apparently they were like best friends. I'm talking about growing up, playing ball together. Dansby came to our school. And at the time, this was after he had gotten drafted, after he had gotten traded, over, you know, gra- drafted by the D-backs, but then traded to Atlanta. But at the time he was still in the minor leagues. So, you know, our coach said, Oh yeah, there's a first round, like a first overall pick. Dansby Swanson is coming to our school. I'm like, I'm about to go meet this dude. I'm about to go shake hands with him and all that good stuff. And he chopped it up with us within a couple of months. He had gotten called up into the big leagues. Now I've played against and have met some phenomenal talent before, but I never met a first overall pick in anything. So I was, it was insane. But I, you know, in terms of looking up to a player now, and he's not even black, but definitely Dansby Swanson now because he struggled for a little bit early on, but it's really started to get back on a hot streak and is in the all-star. Yeah, no, you're, look, your inspiration could be whoever it is. This is great. This is a great story, especially if you have a personal connection. Yeah. And since he's with the Braves and, you know, we'll circle back over to the, like the black baseball mixtape. Ronald Acuna Jr. and oh my goodness, what he is doing for the game! I mean, it's insane, and he and players love him. Are not play like kids, young kids love him, and you know it's incredible. And you know, you mentioned your Jazz Chisholm with with the Marlin, and what the excitement that they bring to the game. Like you were mentioning, it's got to be broadcasted, and I know every time Ronald hits a tank. ESPN top 10, Ronald Acuna. Uh, if you follow the Braves on, on social media, every time they hit a bomb, they're always having some witty caption or, you know, some sort of way of engaging with fans to signify uh, he that. Him, he hit him with the ice tray not too long ago. Yeah. And I thought that was great because it, it really bought in a lot of culture, right? It just bought in. And so I, I, I love it. And Acuna is, 
I mean, he might catch Mookie, actually. Mookie's, I think they're like 1.6, 1.5 mil. And Mookie's on the shelf for a couple of uh, couple of weeks now with an injury. So there's a, there's a good chance that uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. actually catches Mookie in the all-star voting, especially for, for phase one. We'll see. Some of those places that we're talking about, Judge is in New York City, Mookie's in L.A., Ronald Cunha's in Atlanta. So the, the the markets matter, right, when it comes to these things and it comes to fandom and those types of things. Does market When you're looking to create content, obviously you're looking at all types of angles. You were just in New York, which is obviously a big market, but do you, do you look at different markets, different teams? Well, what are some of the things that you look for when you want to make some baseball content? So that's actually a great point. Um, I remember a little bit earlier, I mentioned that I have so many different forms of MLB paraphernalia. Um, I, I can't even count them. I, they're, they're up here. I honestly, I've got some Savannah. I got a Savannah Bananas jersey and a Macon Bacon jersey. But Love it. I, Love I, it. I believe that everywhere I go, if I am able to get my hands on some sort of gear, whether it, whether it be a, a hat or a jersey or a shirt, I know that there's a good chance if I make a video with it, somebody will call it out. Somebody will see it and identify, and maybe not identify me with them, with that specific team, right. you know, specifically, but that is a, that's a branding opportunity. Like, for example, I just did a video and I've got another one coming up. I did a video wearing a Red Sox jersey and a Yankees jersey and a Mets t-shirt. And it was a conversation about the Northeastern teams, you know, there's a fierce rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees, but then there's also kind of that, that big brother, little brother dynamic between the Mets and the Yankees. Sure. And they, they absolutely hate each other. <laughs> My video was essentially the Red Sox attempting to bring the Mets and the Yankees because they're not even, they're not, they're, you know, one's AL, another one's NL, one's in Queens, another one is in the Bronx. So I'm like, but I the, mean, the, but the Red Sox are hated by the Yankees as well. Right. That's how they can't be a broker. <laughs> so that's part of that's it. the hook. Exactly. So when you talk about how we, you know, how I market, you know, myself, but then how I also connect with some of the, some of the fans in different regions or different teams, you, you think conceptually about what will get people saying things exactly like how you were just kind of like mentioning. Sure. And so anytime, and for example, when I go to LA, I plan, I already have Dodgers gear. I have a, I got a Dodgers bomber jacket and then I have a, a well, Jackie Robinson shirt. I know he, that was Brooklyn, but I plan to get something for the sure. angels right now. Cause you know, Dodgers, Angels, they also hate each other. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Um, but yeah, anytime I can find an opportunity to, you know, brand a team or identify myself with a team, I'll definitely try to do it. Well, Caleb, I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. I love your content. I love what you're doing. I love the awareness, like you were saying, about making the game exciting for, for all people and generations. And by you doing it alone, I think it makes it really special for people that would be diverse African-Americans as well. So I'm so excited about that. Just by your presence of doing what you're doing, like you mentioned with Stephen A. Smith, 
it's the same type of thing. It's it's if my son sees you doing your thing, he's gonna be in, inspired and inclined to try to do whatever the next generation of seven year olds are gonna do. And so I'm excited about that. Let's ask some some fun questions before we get you out of here. What is your favorite all time baseball movie? Forty two. And I know this is a very, I know, very, very, very. You you went serious, uh, but I like it. I like it. Very cliche to say in a time like this. But of all of the baseball movies that I've seen, Jackie Robinson's story, it's enough to make a man cry. Because for someone, not only just to go through it on the baseball field, but in every aspect of life that he injured, you know, just, it was insane. And so, you know, to just kind of see that as a baseball player now, granted, I went to a predominantly white high school. I'm not saying that they were out here, you know, trying to call me every name, but Caleb, um, but it's just unique to just kind of see how he was able to just handle all of that you know, and, you know, it's a baseball movie. It's about the civil rights movement. It, it was just so powerful to me. And it's really sad, you know, because Chadwick um, passed away a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. which uh, that also because, you know, he was in Black Panther, too. But sure. 42 for sure. And, you know, I just it's just it's too powerful of a movie for me to say there's another baseball movie that I <laughs> would say it's my favorite. Who is the one MLB player, anybody, MLB right now. If you could interview one player, who to be? Danzy Swanson. Got to be. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. I Dans- like it. Dansby. Dansby. Well, one because I, I met him before, but this was before he was with the Braves. But it's been about five years since I've talked. You know, since I last talked to him. But uh, what he he is all he has a, a line like a clothing line called mm-hmm. All Things Loyal, and he essentially pays homage to everything Atlanta. So he's got, mm-hmm. you know, references to some of the rappers from Atlanta. You know, the Migos, uh, Little Baby, all of them. And like, he, he just, he's a great guy, you know, he's all around a great guy. He just got engaged. Um, you know, Mallory Pugh is his fiance, soon to be wife. Um, so he's got a lot going on for him now and he's on a hot streak and he's in the contending for the all-star. I hope he gets it. I just voted. Uh, so uh, we'll see, but definitely Dansby for sure. All right. Here's the, here's probably the most serious question I'm going to ask you. If you're familiar now, Dairy Queen has a competition going on. Are you familiar with the Dairy Queen competition between Tim Anderson and Bryce Harper? It is who has the best Dairy I'm Queen not. What's go- meal. What's that all about? All right. All right. So this is great that you haven't heard about this. I'm going to read to you two meals, and you will select which one. One is the Bryce Harper meal, and one is the Tim Anderson meal. Okay. And you will tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Do you want to know who the players are when I tell them? Or do you want to know, like, just hear the meals first? Tell me the meals first. Okay. One of the meals is a bacon two cheese deluxe. It looks like a double bacon cheeseburger with all the fixings, lettuce, onions, all that, tomatoes, fries, and a Oreo blizzard. That is one meal. 
the bacon two cheese deluxe. The other meal is a flamethrower, which is looks like a quarter pound signature cheeseburger. It's just a double cheeseburger signature, no bacon cookie dough blizzard. So it's an Oreo blizzard versus a cookie dough blizzard. They both come with fries. I'm going to assume the one with bacon belongs to Bryce Harper. Incorrect. Tim <laughs> the Tim Anderson meal is the bacon two cheese deluxe with the Oreo blizzard. The Bryce Harper meal is the flamethrower with the cookie dough blizzard. For me, this is going to come down to the blizzards, but what meal would you pick? Oreo. Oreo blizzard. So you're because... going with the Oreo blizzard, which is Tim Anderson wins here. Because he has bacon and the Oreo blizzard. I, I'm with you on this. Yeah. The re- okay, so... <laughs> the reason why I thought, because Bryce Harper is absolutely jack you know tim he, he's a big he, guy but but he's jack so i assume maybe he was kind of thinking of a more protein heavy diet you know <laughs> obviously not but no this is awesome this is awesome so okay so we know who you'd like to interview we know what type of Derek queen meal we know what your favorite movie is this, i'll get you out on this question this will be the last question but this one given what you've already told me is going to be appropriate if you were to pitch, you can't say Dean's, Dean's <laughs> If you were going to pitch to any, all right, that's it. Yes, you're the pitcher, and you can pitch to any MLB player outside of we already know who you're going to interview. So you got to pick somebody else. Who would you pitch, and what are the chances you're going to get this player out? <laughs> that's a great question. I'm going to take a different approach that maybe okay. some okay. didn't think about. I'm ready. I am going to pitch against a pitcher. I would pitch against Nestor Cortez. I like it. I like it. I like it. Me and my the, friends used to do a thing um, growing up. If if we could get 50 pitches from Pedro Martinez or 50 pitches from Randy Johnson or 50 pitches from Araldis Chapman, like how many could we put in play? If you get 50 pitches, how like Scherzer, Scherzer was going to throw you 50 pitches. How many could you put in play? Okay. So analytically speaking, I know, I know for sure of, of 50 pitches, at least 40 of them are going to be in the strike zone somewhere. At least sure. 40. Of them. Yeah. They're, they're not trying. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're, they're working their session. If I just stick my bat out and pray to nope. God that. <laughs> no, nope, not going to work. <laughs> just stand up in the batter's box and just stick the bat out and just move it. You know, oh, I won't have much man. time to react anyway, but Caleb, you know. Caleb, this is great. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Tell everybody where they can follow the MLB creative class uh, and how we can for the rest of this season and beyond. Uh, stay in touch with you. Yeah. So my at my username on everything, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, of course, it's at C H A Y Y Y. So three Y's underscore L U P P P. So three P's Chalup. And like I said, it's all platforms. It's the same thing because I wanted people to be able to find me. But in terms of finding, um, you know, staying in touch with the creator class, 
you can use the hashtag MLB creator class or hashtag MLB ambassador. And the ones that, that use that hashtag the most are a part of the class. Um, so that's a great way for you to stay engaged. Sure. I'm going to be posting stuff all the time. Um, we, and I appreciate you for having me on the podcast. It means a lot. And uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. Thank you, Caleb. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. And thank you for joining us.